Hello, everybody, and welcome to possibly the final episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. My name is Jan Gustafsson, and I am delighted to be joined by my friends and possibly future chess boxing rivals, Laurent Fresinet and Peter Heine Nielsen. Laurent, you and I as a tag team against Peter, you don't think we can win? I was yeah, shocked. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't consider. I actually went to chess boxing once and I was commentating the, the chess. I have no idea. I have no clue about boxing. I was never really into it, uh, like myself, like doing boxing or even watching it. I mean, I, I was just simply never interested. It, it was, it was nice to watch, but still, I didn't watch uh, a match. So against Peter, Peter looks uh, quite. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, we, we have a size uh, difference, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Ah, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I mean. Even you with him, I mean, okay, I don't know, uh, but the chess could be could be smooth, so so um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's the tactic we could do. Yeah, you you, you play chess and I have to do <laughs> the boxing. That's, that's what I would be about. <laughs> I'm very happy about. Anyway, there is a lot of topics to talk about. The Champions Chess Tour ended with a victory of a certain Magnus Carlsen. There has been interviews by many, many people about the ongoing or not so ongoing chess drama situation. Peter Heine, where shall we begin with all of this? How was how was your week? Stressful with the Champions Chess Tour? No, I, I generally not. I mean, I'm part of the, the sort of the chess compartment of, uh, of the Team Magnus, and that was generally very smooth. As uh, I mean, routines as always, that was generally pretty nice. I really... Enjoyed the chess part, but um, me and the kids uh, fell ill, and we are coughing all the time. So I will apologize uh, beforehand for that being a, a problem on, on this podcast. So, I mean, generally, it hasn't been that pleasant a week. But chess-wise, I mean, for Magnus, it was one of his best tournaments. And uh, fell incredibly smooth, and points just uh, rolling in. I mean, the perhaps only moment of weakness was he lost the first game against Aronian in, in the quarterfinals, but then winning the next three in Convention Matter. So um, I understand we have to talk chess drama, or rather you will have to do that. But uh, the actual chess part where chess was being played, I think Magnus was uh, in, in incredible shape and did well. So at least on professional things, it has gone pretty well. Yeah, that was actually, that was actually amazing. I mean, the, the, especially the final match against Serie Gezi. I mean, he, he made him look like, I mean, what are you doing here? Uh, I mean, like it was four and a half out of five. I mean, that was amazing. This guy, Eric Gezi, is just uh, maybe maybe the most promising uh, junior um, these days. Okay, except if you don't count uh, Aliaza, of course. Uh, no, yeah, French, no French. Yeah, don't count the French people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he just outplayed him. Uh, it looked so easy. I mean, that was just uh, very, very impressive, I would say. Playing some some random peers. I mean, okay, that was really amazing. I think maybe Erigaisi seemed a bit starstruck. Um, I remember seeing the video clip when uh, Erigaisi won the semifinal. And it was obvious he was uh, barely sort of managing to believe that now, I mean, uh, he had to, to play, play cards. And I think that was, I mean... I remember that at some point I I qualified to play a, 
a rapid match against Kasparov in Reykjavik. Uh, well, beating Emil Sutovsky, but that was just random that I managed to flick that in. But um, I remember being so happy having this idea of playing uh, Kasparov. And it seemed a bit the same to me that for Eric Geisy, just getting to play Magnus seemed to be something that he was dreaming on. You can, it's not like he's in tears in the clip, but uh, it looks like he can barely believe it. And you can almost see now he realizes I just won a match with Magnus. But he seemed basically starstruck was my impression. Yeah, I agree. He wasn't himself in those finals. Also, Magnus might have hit on some spot there. I'm not sure how much genius strategy there was and how much accidental. But with this modern, he made him look like a beginner more or less twice in this tournament, in the very first round. Um, and then in the, I think, the first game of the second day of the finals. And both games were terrible by Eric Icy. Like, he plays as Bishop E3, Queen D2, F3. Long castles, he ends up with a knight on b1, and he's much worse. Like, there wasn't a lot of repair work going on there. I'm not sure how much we can attribute to Team Carlson's cunning opening choices and how much of it was random, but he clearly found ways to make him uncomfortable and made it ver look very, very easy. Congrats to Magnus. He changed, by the way, the, the, the move order. I mean, first it was a, it was a modern, and then... Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, it was a Piet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Peter Heiner managed to, to compare himself to a Gazi, which with all due respect, <laughs> I'm really sorry, Peter. But I think this kid is slightly more promising than, than you were in, uh, in Reykjavik when you, you faced uh, the, the king. No, I, I agree. I mean, if anything, that's a bit of my point, that... Uh, he seemed sort of just happy to to play Magnus. Like I was, well, I mean, I was not dreaming to beat Kasparov. I was just happy that I'll have this experience in my life. And, uh, well, that seemed a bit little for someone of Eddie Geis's talent. While with my talent, I think it's quite reasonable that uh, getting to play Kasparov in a one-to-one -one situation was a highlight, despite that, well, I made two draws but lost the playoff. But, um, I mean, he, he just seemed starstruck was my impression. How did Peter manage to get that many brags into <laughs> talking about fire, yeah. You beat Sutovsky, you made yeah. two doors with Kasparov? I mean, this is your mind games. Uh, I mean, this is, this is your mind games, no? No, but well, there was this small kid uh, grabbing all the attention, if you remember. Ah, okay. Laurent, with this new information, who do you think had the better chess career? Peter <laughs> or you? Yeah, yeah. I still, I, I still, uh, I mean, I still think it's me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we can't do it today. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do a bonus yeah. episode where both sides are presenting all the evidence. So back to the Champions Chess Tour. Magnus, yeah, he crushed the qualifier, um, even though he didn't play against Hans, as was well documented. And then he beat Aronian 3-1, I think, after losing the first game. He won three in a row. Then he beat my boy, Vincent Keimer, um, in the semifinals 3-1, which to me, of course, through my German glasses, was the most exciting match. It was two very hard-fought draws. And then the third game, Magnus was winning, but then he messed it up a little, and it was a draw, and he was pushing. And in the end, Keimer could have taken the last pawn on a4 and constructed a very nice fortress, actually, against h-pawn and wrong bishop, but not a trivial one. It was actually a tricky one with a black pawn on g7. Oh. But I missed that, and Magnus won the match easily. Um, I'm not saying the match would have been close, but I was very impressed with the way Vincent played the whole tournament, how he beat Pragnanda in the quarterfinals and then how he played against Carlsen in the first two games. I was having a blast just rooting him for him, frankly. No, I, I was impressed with Kamer as well. And also my impression was he got a lot of traction in Germany. I mean, people were fo following him. I mean, this was uh, 
exciting and such. I mean, well, one thing is Kema, but I thought in general, if I remember correctly, as many as five so-called youngsters qualified to the quarterfinals, right? I mean, uh, Irigaisi, Prakananda, Yo, uh, Niman, of course, and Kema, right? So it was a lot of these uh, youngsters. It would be so nice if you were genuinely excited about the youngsters, but we all know <laughs> what's coming next. We all know what's coming next. No, no, no. I mean, it is actually impressive. I mean, that uh, they managed to, to do that was my, my, my feeling. But, well, you were mentioning Kema. But, um, no, I mean... Well, I can see I followed Twitter, uh, obviously, and, um, well, there was a lot of uh, attention to Kema from Germans, was my impression. I don't know, I'm asking if it also went into the mainstream media. That might be early. Actually, I have a very important person that I am. I have a mainstream media interview scheduled right after this, where I'll also wow. talk about Vincent. But on my humble Twitch channel, Janistan TV, um, we broke all viewing records by, by a landslide just in these quarterfinals and semifinals with the Keimer Carlson and Keimer Pragnanda matches, so there was really a lot of excitement out there. No, he, he was he was even more impressive than Sandeir Gezi overall, I would say. He was the most, uh, he was the leading junior in that tournament, I would say. We had a debate about that. I'm not sure if we can give him that title because Eric Aisi finished second in the preliminaries and then he actually did beat um, two players in the quarterfinals. I'm blanking. He beat Le Kuang in the semis. And who did he yep. beat in the quarterfinals? Was it Yo? Or that was Le Kuang? Ah, yeah. Probably he beat uh, Niman, actually. No, I think that was Le Kuang. You're right, he beat yeah. you. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He beat you in the quarterfinals. No, it's hard to say. Of course, Magnus made him look bad, but it shouldn't distract us that he finished second, both in the main tournament mm -hmm. and in the qualifiers in the field. That included Carlson, all these other youngsters, um, Anish Giri, Levan Aronian, Ivanchuk, and so on. So he's still he's still impressive. But yeah, these finals, he got completely destroyed. Yeah, that's actually a good segue to a segment I would like to do. Maybe every week, or at least when there's something happening, the junior players' power ratings. I think makes sense to debate because they're all reasonably close in rating and things are changing it feels like all the time so the top six juniors off the top of my head are of course Ali Reza I'm not sure if we can count him in this but I guess we should because he's the same age as Erigaisi so it's Ali Reza, Erigaisi, Gukesh, Abdusatorov, Kaimer and Pragnananda those are the Power ratings. Maybe Niemann. I'm not sure if we want Niemann. Niemann in there as well. That's going to be a separate debate. But who's the best of those? And what's your current order? Okay, the best is Eliezer, obviously. Uh, for me and I think for for you guys, uh, it will be the same. Then I, 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 now I am very, very impressed by, by Gukesh. I must say that every time I see him, it's just amazing. He played in Spanish uh, league, actually. And again, he was doing his usual stuff like winning, black, white, just amazing. Uh, amazing. So I would put him on number two. And then for the third place, it's a close. I mean, like Eric Gazi, of course, is. Uh, I, I, I would name Eric Gazi because he's the most, uh, most stable, I would say. Uh, even if uh, I was impressed, of course, by, by Kemer in the tournament and in Olympiad as well. Abdul Satorov also has some some good moments, but still, Eregezi looks, uh, as you said, I mean, he finished second in the qualifier, second in 
in the knockout and uh, also he was he was very good in in the Olympiad. So yeah, that, that's my order. So Aliyeza Gukesh and uh, Egezi. So Gukesh number two for you. Interesting. Yeah. Gukesh, of course, did have the eight out of eight on board one in the Olympiad, which I think is still the single greatest achievement by these kids. Maybe, yeah, I'm not sure if Ali Reza belongs in this conversation. Yeah. Ali Reza, he just won the Rapid and Blitz and then the Sinkfield Cup. That's, of course, already one step ahead of the others. I don't know if I have Gukesh ahead of Erigaisi, but I know Laurent, he's just repeating the rating list to be on the safe side. And mm -hmm. since Gukesh is 2732 and Erigaisi is 2731, I will agree <laughs> with your order. It's <laughs> Peter, what do you think? I mean, the embarrassing answer is I don't know details uh, well enough. I mean, it sounds like I don't care about chess, but uh, I'm mainly my focus is preparing for Magnus. And I'm not into details of these guys. I mean, it's obvious Ali Reza is number one. And I would take Gukesh as number two at the moment. But um, again, I can ba basically make a, a case for all of them. I mean, even, well, I think Pragnananda was not mentioned by um, by Fress, but I mean, he also had some excellent results. I was Also depends what we're debating. Yeah. No, I think in Rapid, or at the very least in online Rapid, Pragnananda yeah. is, is number... Mm -hmm. one or number two yeah. by track record. He's been completely amazing in this. I, I was very impressed with uh, Abdus Satorov also. I thought that, well, he did, hasn't gotten so many chances. But for instance, again, he was doing well in the World Cup. He won the Olympiad. But now I saw in the... Rapid World Champion? Half, you're right. That I'm, I mean, also, well, what more do we want to have him high on that list, right? No, all these kids are sick. That's why it's not an easy debate. Yeah, but I've, I mean, I was a bit surprised that he was knocked out of the, I'm sorry if I get the wrong name, is it the Global Championship? Yeah. or Yeah, he lost to, I think, Pankratov, right? Oh, okay. um, but he's tough. Pavel Pankrok, he's been tough for years. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. No, again, I mean, I'm sort of um, ending up being a bit ignorant here. But, I mean, I mean, it's tough with these six guys because they all, I mean... Maybe I would have said that Kema was lacking a bit, but he was very impressive in this tournament. I mean, uh, it's like, it's just because someone else does something and you become overshined by that, right? I mean, it's not like, I mean, okay, Google does something well, it doesn't detract any of the other's performances. And uh, No, that's why it's exciting, because they all have standout results that really, even apart from Ali Reza, we haven't seen from juniors in like... Forever. And also Kaima's recent run, Olympiad, was 2760 performance. Then he wins this German Masters, also 2760 performance. Then Polish League, he starts with six and a half out of seven, loses the last two, which <clears throat> was bad, but it was still a 2750 performance. Then he plays this tournament, so he's been very stable on a high level, and he just finished school. You saw his ga games with Magnus. Okay, Magnus won, mm. but I mean, it's a tough match. I mean, it was a good good games. They were they were pushing each other. I mean, uh, I mean, and also. Well, Kema was not appearing scared versus Magnus. He was just playing chess, was my impression. And uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, that was. I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, no doubt about that. Uh, so kids are right. Yeah, but again, uh, if, you have if you have time to check, I mean, between your, your it's probably gonna be Gukas up to Satoru for me, but. Uh, I'm not fully sure. But you have That's, golf and uh, Twitter, so we, 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 I mean, we forgive you. Golf, Twitter, family. No, uh, go, uh, golf has been lacking a bit recently. How many hours did you play last week? 15, maybe. 15? 
That is a step back. But you had the Champions Chester, so you had to prepare Magnus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it normally fits quite well that you do some work in the morning, you play golf, then you finish off. I mean, when you play golf, you also think about chess openings. At least I do. So it, it's kind of useful, I would say. It's like tweeting. It's all work <laughs> because you can always think about stuff. Is it part of your job to think? <laughs> yeah. It's a good, 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 good. It's actually a good <laughs> subject. Not always. But, uh, yeah. It's a f- famous quote by Magnus, but then it was when he was like 13. That just to stop thinking, tell me the computer line. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So, junior power rankings to be to be continued. I think it's a fun topic because I don't have such great achievements. Really. Let's get to another new segment, which I like to call fresh drama. <laughs> I think that's a category we badly need. I'm not sure I'm in touch with all the developments, so very quick sum up because Laurent will get into the specifics. Magnus Carlsen. Withdraws from the Sinkerfield Cup after round three, after losing to Hans Niemann. Then they both play in this Champions Chess Tour. That was just finished. Magnus Carlsen refuses to play against Hans in the qualifier. Hans um, has some great games in the qualifier. Makes the knockout round there. He loses to Le Quang Lim in the quarterfinals. Many interviews are given in between, I'm not going to um, repeat it all here, so I don't know it all. Fabi gave a longer, I'm not sure if it was an interview or on his podcast, <clears throat> mentioning yeah, what, what he thought. Nepomneshi had a longer talk. And, of course, Magnus gave some brief interviews after his games in this Champions Chess Tour. He mentioned Hans's former trainer, Max Dlugi. He mentioned cheating He's not a fan of, and he would make give a bigger statement one of these days. I'm not sure which of these days it will be. Probably once this episode comes out, his statement will have been out for an hour. That's the usual procedure. Laurent, then there is this video you linked to us yesterday, giving analysis of Hans's over-the-board games and some stretches there where he scored a very high, what was it, chess... Um, um, chess engine correlation or some chess-based metric and that topic has been has been debated more where do we begin Laurent what's uh, what's your take on the overall fresh drama situation yeah no I mean, I mean you, you did uh, everything uh, I mean you, you summarized uh, very well uh, Kawana it was on his podcast thank you, thank you. Uh, that he uh, uh-huh. he, he he gave his opinion. I thought it was very, um, very good, actually. Uh, Nepo, I, I couldn't listen to till the end. I mean, just uh, some people, you, 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 you may listen to the end, till the end. Some you, I just can't. I mean, after five, ten minutes, I'm just. Um, I mean, I cannot listen. So people feel about this podcast as well, like they're, Yeah, they're yeah exactly. Yeah. This is just. Uh, this keeps the last segment in general. So it was a tell me actually, but okay, I don't know. Uh, and then I watched actually uh, Nakamura. It was very fun. I mean, Nakamura is yeah, he really has a talent for for streaming. I mean, is especially when he's like uh, commenting on the inter- on the podcast. I mean, so he's listening to the podcast and he's uh, stopping the video and then make some comments. Okay, okay, it's. It just uh, it's just very funny actually. Um, what was he listening to? To Fabi, yeah, like, and me. And Fabi's main points were 
Ah yeah, of course he had a Peter video. Yeah, no, I mean what I what I learned, uh what I learned, uh what was very important for what I didn't know, maybe Peter knew, that actually um few players, including Magnus, were apparently not very happy that uh uh because Rapport just declined a few days before. I mean he just cancelled with Drew. And then Niman replaced him. And what I didn't know that few players already had some uh Uh, some doubts apparently about uh, Neiman, at least Nepo and Magnus, according to to Kawana. So he kind apparently Magnus kind of complained before the tournament, but not to the extent to to say I'm not going to play if uh, Neiman plays. So his explanation is that he had some serious doubts uh, about uh, Neiman before the tournament. Then uh, he played the tournament anyway. Probably he was considering to withdraw before the tournament. That's what Kawana says, basically. And then on round three, okay, he lost, of course, uh, that game and decided, okay, uh, uh, I'm just going to leave. And according to, to Kawana, I mean, Kawana doesn't think that uh, Hans uh, cheated in that game. Uh, but um, just uh, he's taking the... the in general, he's defending Magnus that it's a very serious topic um, and that cheating is a very serious topic that he even claims that he was... Uh, he doesn't like Haley Regan. He thinks... Uh, Kenneth Regan, he thinks his, uh, his method is not great, which, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, it's too much, uh, too much statistics. I mean, okay, it's just... It means if his method is working, if you are cheating, if you are cheating every game... Every move for five years, but this is just not happening. I mean, you, you are not cheating. Uh, I mean, I, I really think uh, Reagan would uh, not agree with your statement. Uh, but uh, go on. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. But uh, it would be interesting. Uh, he, say, he said something very funny, uh, Kawana, that um, uh, that uh, would uh, Reagan uh, detect if uh, when Hans actually admitted that he was cheating online. Would the, the method of Regan? That would be an inter- interesting test and very easy, uh, uh, very easy to do. Okay, w- w- only one thing I disagree with him. Actually, I like what Kawana said overall, um, but uh, he said that he was sure that some some guy online, I think I know to who he's referring to, uh, cheated 100% sure and didn't get caught uh, by Regan. But I mean, you can never be 100% sure. I mean, this is not. This is not uh, happening simply. You are not 100% sure. And okay, and the video I posted yesterday. So apparently, uh, Yosha uh, got it wrong for the statistics. So, but I mean, I checked the game. So some are not like very high percentage. Some are just 100% according to this chess-based correlation. No, I think we have to explain a little what you're talking about for people that haven't seen the video or don't know this chess correlation there is basically this function chess that i also had never heard yeah of me too really? yesterday yeah. this uh, let's check analyze no let's check i know of course but this uh, analyzing that it then generates a number of computer engine correlation and i'm still not sure i would like to know this actually what this number means exactly doesn't mean all the engines that have been used in this chess space live book to check the game and the correlation with any of the moves these engines gave. 
does it mean the first line of whatever engine I use to check it? So I'm not quite sure what that number means, but anyway, it gives a score. And according to the video, I haven't had time to verify like world-class like Magnus, Kasparov and so on is like around 70% and good grandmaster is whatever, around 60 till, yeah, 50, 50 something till 65 and everything else is outliers. And yeah, for Hans, a lot of it was normal. And then there were a few games where the score of 100 was reached. I read that the previous record, I think it was on the chess-based site, was 98 reached by known feller, known cheater Sebastian Feller. But I'm not so sure if that, if that information is correct. I, I checked a bit myself then because I was curious. I found some hundred games. I was checking some of my best games I couldn't get there, which I thought was very unfair because I had a lot of... A lot of pure engine games where I was just following my prep, but then it said, I can't give you a number because you didn't make enough moves of your own. Like in the good old days when I beat Nightish just, just with prep, I thought there was a hundred game, but nothing. And that was very upsetting. So I had a look at it with my chat yesterday and we were talking about it. It's of course very suspicious, this, uh, this hundred score. But what I would like to know is, do we have data? Um, of like a, how do you call this, a bell curve? Like how often, let's say, a strong grandmaster gets a hundred? How often are they between um, 70 and 90? How often are they between 50 and 70? How often are they below that? Peter might know this. I, what I want is like like these Kirk Goldsberry shot charts in basketball. Like I want to see, <laughs> oh, he has 500s uh, over this time span. He has uh, so and so many between 70 and 90. So that would be super interesting, both for... Um, top players comparison and also maybe for the rise of youngsters like we've had this this debate before the Geary jump and whenever all these youngsters made that jump I'd be incredibly interested in that and also in the methodology like what engine is used what time and so it's uh, it's comparable and how it works exactly so I had a lot of questions but it was still very interesting to see sorry I'm I'm hijacking this these were just my thoughts when watching watching the video. I think Regan is answering some of your questions. I mean, he was definitely showing these charts of juniors and he was also explaining how much one would uh, deviate uh, like that. And uh, again, of course, the part I was paying attention to was like one hour, 22 minutes into his video. He's sort of being critical of feed of not having these data ready at hand. And I think that's, yeah, thanks for the grimace. Oh, he criticized Fidesz, so he's Peter's boy. Peter ah. will go to war for Reagan because he, he said something against Fidesz. <laughs> this no, is serious. he was critical of Fidesz and mentioning Moneyball without one minute, within one minute. No, but his point is, I think I agree with it, that we should have all these data. It's extremely relevant to understand how unusual is this, else it becomes a, a random discussion. Well, uh, I mean, I, I knew about this check engine correlation for... Uh, I don't know, my hunch is that they even Chessbase explained to, to me 10 years back. But if it's only been there for three years, I'm going to look a bit silly. But that's uh, my recollection. I checked Magnus in, in 2019 when he had this brilliant run of tournaments from January until St. Louis. And I think he got to 71 or 72%. Um, I checked the 2016 candidates, and you can try and guess why. But um, they were like between 55-something up till 66. And I think... Uh, Nakamura was the one with the highest percentage in the tournament. Giri was the next, and Kayakin was lower despite winning the tournament. So it's a bit 
unclear what you can use it it it, it for. But the overall percentage, I'm not so interested in. I'm interested in the bell curve, like mm -hmm. how many. 100 scores do these guys have over their career if there's a big outlier there? Yeah, I understand. Well, but you are taking individual games. I think also the chess based yeah. guys were telling me individual games you can't really do. You need the. No, that's why you yeah. need a big sample mm -hmm. size. But of I course, you do individual games. You take the individual games and you see, oh, this guy has 15, 100 scores in individual games. No one else has more than one. Then you have something, but you need a bigger sample size. No, no. I mean, for instance, with baseball statistics, you can click on all these things and make your own research. I mean, that we, we lack having that kind of data in chess. That's that's really obvious. No, it can be done. It's just work. No, you have to do this. Let's check for all the top players from a certain time period yeah. with the same criteria. And you have to, well, put it into system and, and things like yeah. that, right? I mean, uh, I, I agree. I mean, that's I think that's what Regan is saying. Well, we should have this data at hand. We shouldn't come and ask him uh, 90 minutes before he, he has to do a university lecture, is his point. And that I agree with. What Reagan also said was, I think he said that if people are making, it's like cheating with, with free moves within a game, he would ex detect it incredibly quickly. If they cheat only one move per game, it would take somewhat longer, but he st still thinks he would detect it. I'm not saying he can. I'm also skeptical. I'm just trying to refer what he's actually saying. I would like to say about... Those sound like random statements and like these uh, these stats I've seen over a course of a whole tournament, like it's so-and-so percent unlikely, doesn't mean much to me, but this, yeah, mm -hmm. relation with engine moves and then the eye test, yeah. that I find very interesting. I, I, I mean, yeah, so the main problem of the uh, Regan method, I would just... Uh, I, I just want to, to talk. I mean, you will continue after uh, Peter, don't worry. Uh, there is no time uh, spent per move. I mean, which is a major, major factor. Maybe, maybe the most important actually. Uh, like how much, and this is how you 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 catch cheaters online. But we don't have that for over the board games. No, we don't have that information, do we? I'm not sure you're right that he doesn't have this. Uh, so, I mean, we have on chess twenty four, for instance, when it's live transmission. Things that are transmitted live no, for online, of course. We have. Yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, when I was doing something on old World Championship games, I was going to ICC to find the timestamps. Again, the data is probably there. If it's uh, systemized, I don't know. Yes, what I wanted to say also, I think both the Nepomniachtchi interview and the uh, Karana podcast, they were surprising to me. I mean, they were very honest and talking about these things. And they were both talking about suspicions uh, and things like that. I mean, that was, uh, well, they were quite surprising to me. Yeah. No, I wasn't. That surprise. It's maybe surprising what people debate in the open, but, but we know these guys, and especially with Fabi. Yeah, I first of all, I agreed with everything he had to say. I also, as I've said many times, don't think there's any evidence or grounds for suspicion for Niemann cheating in the Sinkefield Cup. I also know about the suspicions he mentioned he had in in the past, and I thought he had a very balanced view. He also mentioned, of course, yeah. <laughs> No one owns anything, but Hans has shown like an inclination to cheat in the past uh, to get ahead. And of course, that's a, that's a factor. What I'm curious about, maybe Peter knows the answer, but he probably won't tell us, that something has happened between this FTX Crypto Cup in Miami and the Sinkerfield Cup. No, because at the Crypto Cup, we've seen Magnus and Niemann playing, playing a friendly chess game on the beach. Uh -huh. And he's already suspecting him. Magnus doesn't allow that photo op to, to happen. So something happened there. Peter, what was it? I have no clue what you're talking about, to be honest. Um, so I, I honestly don't know. I mean, again, no, I, I, I mean, 
For a change, I'm telling the truth. I I really don't know. Um, well, we yeah. I mean, well, you mentioned a lot of interview. I also gave an interview, and there is one point I would like to make that also mixes in with uh, I think all the other things is that while well, you can see we talk about reg and method. We talk about a lot of things, but there is a lot of confusion in the environment, and no one really trusts any kind of methods. And it's not like we know cheating is going on, or maybe some thinks they know it. But there's so much uncertainty, which is a big problem. I mean, let's say in murder cases, we have DNA tests. We really believe them. In doping, I think that VADA, we have a lot of respect for. Of course, there is problems. But still, we have a lot of respect for their methods. We think they can detect things. Here, yeah. I think we are sure... To the France, they nipped it in the butt instantly. I get your point. But still, it is a different entity. It's also all sports combined. They, I mean, VADA is huge. They have a lot of money invested. I mean, here... So your point is that there should be an independent commission in FIDE that is not ruled by the cruel politicians to look into these things? No, please. Welcome to it. Welcome to it after uh, FIDE. <laughs> that, that, actually, that is a separate point later. Don't hijack my, ah, okay, my, my, sorry. my things. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying that there is a lot of confusion here. Even, I mean, some is referring to Reckon as an expert. Others are sort of being critical of him. Right, then we have Chess.com, but they are being secretive about it. It's, uh, I mean... Who is the leading expert? You cannot really say, is my impression. Yeah, no, but okay, it's my, I mean, like, I mean, you are only talking about statistics, but did, did you look at the games with your eyes? I mean, with your, I mean, like, we are supposed to be expert. Uh, I think, I think we are. And I check the games. I mean, it's, it's 100%, whatever, whatever. I mean, like, I don't know the depths. I don't know. I, check, I even turned on an engine. And it was not always actually the first line, but uh, maximum it was the second line of the computer. So I don't know. Um, maybe it, it was before, so I don't know. You you never know which engine is uh, using if it's cheating. But I mean, in such sharp position, you get to 100. I mean, I don't know. And uh, also, it was played, as they say, of tournament where, where, when... I mean, these suspicious games, uh, it was played in US, in World Open or Philadelphia Open. Have you ever played there? I played there. I mean, if I would uh, if I, if I would decide to cheat, I would probably pick that tournament because uh, it's just, you know, it's a big hole and uh, ev everyone is walking around. I mean, it's just so easy. Uh, so um, it's a lot of things like this. Some of these games were from Sitges in Spain, if I recall correctly, not just... Uh... Yeah, the, the Cornet game, but it's big opens where... Uh, but the, the, the game against Mishra is in Philadelphia, I think. And uh, yeah. there is mm. some... Uh, where, where is, where, when you have this 70%, it's, there is one of World Open, one Philadelphia. It's in general tournaments in US. But the game against Mishra didn't look that strange. No, anyway, we're into the... Nitty gritty already. I think, well, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but we, we need some stats. We don't have stats in chess. And if we do this analysis, that's why I think it's important to do it for everybody with the same engine and with the same factors that we know. Then you, if I have these charts, then you can draw some conclusions. Like, I, I agree with Laurent on the eye test and so on, but uh, I don't trust the eye test. And especially Laurent's eye test, having said, 
sat next to Feller for two weeks. Come on, like uh, was there to trust? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't notice if someone. I mean, like, but if you tell me, then I can check. I mean, when Feller, when they told me about Feller, actually, I checked the games and okay, I saw immediately. Really, I. I knew that he was under suspicion. I looked the games. I they were not that suspicious to me. That's the difference between you and me. Uh, I mean, in the <laughs> eye test. I mean, I'm sorry. I understood it. Like the next hour, I checked his games. Okay, that was just hundred percent clear because uh, till move thirty, he was playing perfectly, and then uh, at times he was in time trouble, and then he was he was playing lousy moves. That's how he lost the few games uh, he lost actually, or uh, how he made those. That he was blundering between between move 30 and move 40 because it was time travel. So come on, Arno, stop smoking. I need you to stand somewhere. So it was kind of obvious to me when when they told me about <laughs> uh, about that. Okay, they also told me that that's some text message. Uh, I mean, from the phone, so that kind of helped as well. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also just to recap, fella was only caught because someone uh, leaked from inside. He was not caught by any kind of. Uh, I mean, statistics no. or on-site uh, cheating extraction? No, he was just caught because uh, Marzolo was sending uh, messages, was using some, some mobile. Which has generally been the story, no? In that case, and also Rouses yeah. was caught because someone took a picture of him on the toilet. I mean, we were all like, whatever number you want to put, 90-something percent sure Rouses was cheating for years, but there's uh, there's not that much you can do, no? Like, or not that much that is done. Yeah, no, it's it's very, it's very hard. If you don't have strong evidence, I mean, like, you have to you have to catch the people when they are cheating, but this is just uh, close to impossible. This is never happening, basically. No, we need a graphic display, like this Kurt Goldsberry shot chart. Like, uh, show me that. If I have... <laughs> but you will always have some doubts. There will always be doubts, but once you visualize it, this guy has whatever... 15, 100 games over a period of two years and no one else in the history has more than two, that's something, like, or more than one. Yeah, but time is, is changing. Uh, you have new computers, you you, you, you you improve faster. Ken Reagan is mentioning that, but he's saying, well, he can't do it. And also, I mean, it's a serious amount of work to do. It's uh, expensive. So someone has to... I really don't think it is. It's like It's like setting up your overnight analysis. It's like... Let's check, go through these games with these parameters, spit it out tomorrow morning. I think it's five minutes per night once someone knows what they're doing there. Or do I misunderstand that? I think I'm right, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. No, I generally agree. It would be nice to have it like, I mean, we have in uh, other spots where, I mean, well, I care about baseball. You can see any all kind of things. Even in, in soccer, I can see the expected goals, stats, whatever. It's it's very easy to access for a fan. But, I mean, I don't know if there, will, if there is sort of commercial value enough in, in, in chess to do it. Well, I'm going to suggest that FIDE does it, but you're going to shout at me. Yeah, so no, please. Not, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. No, I'm saying this, anybody who's interested in the topic could probably do it. I mean, to visualize it nicely, that's that's a challenge for me. But to run all the games through this analysis, where we'll have parameters, spend 10 seconds per move, I think it can be set up overnight. Maybe, maybe I'll actually try to do it myself, if anybody can help me. Yeah, it- I'd be very curious, because in general, it's pathetic. Like, I'm a basketball fan. I know stats about everything players did in every year, and I can look it up in one second. In chess, we don't have anything, and we're supposed to be... The brainy guys with the game that's played over the board that's stats heavy. It's so pathetic. Are you sure you're getting the math right? Because you're talking about 10 seconds per move, right? But it's a 50... I mean, it's going to take some some time to go through uh, the weekend chess uh, like that. 
I mean, uh, no, that's what that's what I mean. The parameters have to be right. But I'm mm -hmm. saying if you put on one player per night, and usually I think it skips the theory part, and you put on 10 seconds per move for one year, you can get a lot done. Like, and that's that's already a sample size. Of course, it's not perfect, but I'm saying no, no. if one organizes a bit, one can get some and results. I will repeat. I mean, can 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 Reckon says that FIDE should make sure that the data is on hand. Uh, and uh, I, I agree. I mean, we should have such things, both for fans, both for sort of uh, from federation point of view to check things. It would be great. And uh, I'm not capable of doing it. I hope someone is. Fide, hire me. I can probably push that button. <laughs> yeah, no, Fide. <laughs> also, it would, be, it would be of great annoyance to Peter if I was in the <laughs> Fair Play Commission. I, I, I will make you worse. happy. I, I will. I will. That would be my, my chicken of the, the week, actually, Fide. No, no gear. No, no gear this week. Also, Laurent, you you have connections. You have connections to all these French, these French detectives that have emerged, like uh, um, Lupin, Hercule Poirot, Gambit Man Fourteen. Maybe Gambit Man Fourteen. We can put on the case. No, like <laughs> I, I actually live in the same city as the sort of chair uh, chairwoman of the Fair Play Commission. So ah, okay. No, I'm sure you're on great terms. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Shout out to Dana, big fan. Keep up the good work. It's really not her, but okay. <laughs> ah, okay. I thought, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you meant Dana. No, no. Anyway, no. so ongoing fresh drama. Any closing thoughts? What do we currently think? Yeah, no, what I, uh, I mean, like, um, Fabi, I also disagree. And Nepos, they seem to think it's a huge. Huge issues is cheating, which I, I I tend to agree with Aronian who said like we should, we should spend some time on it. I mean like some expert. I agree. I mean like to have some stats uh, would be nice. Uh, to have some chess expert as well uh, in some uh, helping uh, would be great as well. To have the help of chess.com that would be as well very very nice. But I'm not sure this is happening. So but. I think we should uh, deal with it. Of course, online, there is a lot of cheating. Uh, that's for sure. But do you think if they got a chess expert to help, would it make sense to make a package deal that that chess expert would also be on appeals committees yeah. for big tournaments? Like, uh, Only if it's in Thailand. Yeah, for the <laughs> Thailand tournaments. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. Like, yeah. So I lost what <laughs> I, I wanted to say. But I, I don't think it's such... Uh, I mean, like I don't think many people are... Uh, um, are cheating. I mean, like, especially in top tournaments, I really don't see anyone. No, we, we had that debate, like, in our little chat group, and I think we know of the rumors that yeah. were around over the last couple of years. Maybe it changed a little with the online tournaments getting bigger, but over the board top tournaments, there have been very, very few cases of even suspicions over the years. And Fabi talked about one that he had, and he even mentioned that Maybe his. Um, you have your your episodes and rational or not sometimes, but I don't think it's been a big big topic at all in over the board top chess. Of course, it's always been a big topic in online chess, and one one shouldn't cheat because we can see from this drama what consequences it can have. And then there have been the cases like Rouse's and this Georgian guy, and probably actually many many cases we don't know about in open tournaments. But those haven't really crept into top chess. I mean, fully agree about the open tournaments. I mean, what can we do about it? I mean, you can try to check more, but it's still open tournaments with a lot, a lot of players. So you can't check everyone. This is just uh, impossible. 
and not realistic. And also maybe, I mean, like 99.9% of people, they just want to go to the chess tournament. You know, this is a hobby. And you don't want to be annoyed with some electronic stuff uh, before you go and play a game. I mean, which uh, uh, which I fully understand, actually. So uh, I think we shouldn't um, overdo it uh, in a way. And it's so that, uh, I mean, we were talking about this online cheating and one of the solutions as well could be just to, you know, to merge this uh, <laughs> online cheating and over-the-board cheating. That if, I mean, like you, you have to make severe uh, punishment. Uh, is my is my opinion that okay, if one guy get uh, caught uh, online or over the board, it's uh, let's say three years ban. A second time is ten years, and then uh, it's just. Uh, I mean, you can you 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 are just hoping to. You know, um, to tell people or Grandmaster, okay, if you are cheating, then you are taking a big risk and probably some people uh, won't do it because of that. Sounds like a good idea. I'm sure it's very hard to implement because it's easy for sites to kick someone out because of their terms and conditions. But to have that spill over into over-the-board federated tournaments, there are some challenges there. But I do agree with the with the notion, of course. Peter? Uh, I can say something if you insist. Well, no, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I mean, Fresh says three years and then ten years as punishment. That's actually a lot more, I think, than doping in uh, in general sports. Another thing is the general point of view. We actually see cheating with engines as something much more severe than uh, being doped, right? Of course. In other sports, where you're a 100-meter runner or Tour de France driver, you still have to be an amazing athlete and you might be or might not be competing with other amazing athletes that might or might not also be getting help. Of course, it's still very, very wrong, but it's not the same like in chess where you need zero skill and you can just completely crush everybody with with that help. It's not the same. Yeah, I said also it's not really my point of view. I just wanted to have this angle covered. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so I don't know what you guys think about Magnus. We'll speak... Uh, so he said he was supposed, by the way, he was supposed not to give any, inter any interviews during the tournament, and Niman did actually. Uh, uh, he did keep his uh, his promise. Actually, uh, he didn't give any interview, which is weird. There is still this accusation from Chess.com pending. I mean, like uh, this statement uh, where they say that uh, uh, Niman was cheating more than uh, what he admitted in his interview. I mean, no answer after, let's say, two weeks. So that's uh, still uh, weird uh, to me, uh, at least. And Magnus finally, uh, yeah, so gave this interview. He changed his mind, I guess, during the tournament. And uh, he, he will say something. He said during the week, I don't, yeah, the problem is that I don't see what, what he can say. Because if you are not showing any evidence, and he doesn't have them, I guess, I mean, uh, then what, what what are you going to say? I mean, that's just... Uh, because this druggy uh, stuff was... I don't know. Uh, that, that was a bit weird to me, of course. Uh, we didn't debate uh, druggy. Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe you guys uh, uh, know him better. I played him a lot in Blitz in the late 90s, early 2000s on ICC. He was a good Blitz player. And so were we when we were young. I don't know. I've heard yeah. some rumors. I've now read this article where it talks about this what's this other guy's name Ivanov Ivanek this Ivanov, Ivanov. we had some years ago Borislav Ivanov yeah but I'm not sure if, if Magnus is implying some other 
connection there. I've heard some rumors about Logie, but nothing so substantial. It's a tough spot. It's an interesting spot. But yeah, I'm very curious myself. I'm a bit curious if Magnus also hired Lawrence Trent by now as maybe manager because he's mastered the art of the Lawrence Trent announcement of the announcement. Like, okay, I'm going to talk uh, when the tournament is over. And when the tournament is over, he says, okay, in a couple of days, uh, I'll say something. Um, but the Lawrence Trent announcement, to segue for, away from this, he's doing chess boxing and he announced that he was going to announce it for a while. Are we, are we excited about the big chess boxing event in Vegas? Sorry if this is a too hard a segue, Peter, maybe you still want to weigh in on. But this is the first time, uh, actually, to, as far as I know, that two chess uh, titled players he will play against Haman Hamilton. So, who is a grandmaster, I think. Yeah, he's a grandmaster. So, two title players we will will uh, will fight in this chess boxing. So, I think this is uh, the first time, no? Did you ever watch the famous Eric Hansen Nakamura fight? I was disappointed. I thought there was more. No. Um, more fighting, but there was no no punching. No, it was just wrestling. Ah, I didn't see. Is there some video about that? There's a video. Yeah, yeah. Fabi and Sairavana standing there, like commenting. Okay. Maybe, maybe there's more that's not on video. But yeah, I'm not aware of any. What are famous chess grandmaster fight stories? Uh-huh. Um, Danny Gormali and Levon, no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was like in some Bermuda party in uh, Torino, I would say. Torino, yeah. When was that? 2004, 6? Six. 6. 6, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Not that much grandmaster fighting, no? As, as, my, as my powers, really? And the security guard? And Spanish police? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it was only one way, one way fight. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not uh, a real fight but no I don't think people I mean of course uh, Quatley uh, punched some other guy in the French championship in uh, uh, 80 I, I, I knew it by heart 87 I would say he just uh, so the guy was making noise and he said if you continue I will punch you and the guy say okay please oh the record of dirt you guys have on your enemies uh, is amazing. Like in 1987, okay, I know, he because wow, it's a good card to play when the guy is saying that you are misbehaving in the uh, at some tournaments. And okay, I didn't punch anyone at least. Me neither. Not yet. I'm not. I'm, I'm not perfect, but I didn't punch anyone. I would disagree with. The you not being perfect part. <laughs> and actually, actually, mm. the funny part is that he punched the guy and they continue the game. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, you punched me, I resign? <laughs> no, but the guy should be forfeited, no? I mean, if you punch some guy, I mean, you should lose the game, no? But they, they continue the game, I think it was a draw. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Peter, go ahead. No, I, in general, do you guys like the concept of chess boxing? I mean, for me... I like chess. I like chess openings. And uh, I mean, chess boxing, you know, it's a bit weird. It's been a big thing, this celebrity boxing thing. It's been a thing on German, I guess, other TVs. And this year we had like an event with big Twitch streamers boxing against each other in, in a big stadium in Germany. And I think this event where Trent is part of is also a bunch of Twitch and YouTube people that are just adding chess to the to the little boxing event. No, like So it's it's become a thing. I'm not sure. I think it's a great workout to train for it. I would still struggle to punch people in the face, but maybe maybe you get over that in the over the course of training. Like Peter could probably have people wear some masks and then he'd be. But sorry, Laurent, you you wanted to weigh in as well. 
Uh, I went there once and it was great fun. I had a great evening. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, what can I say? I'm not, yeah, I'm not uh, a big fan, but I mean, to go there, uh, I, I would definitely, if if I have the chance to, to go there uh, again, and I will get the chance, I know, uh, I will go there again because it's, I mean, it's just uh, some fun. I mean, you need to try going to a concert. I mean, uh, I mean, it's kind of nice. I mean, yeah, you have some show, some some chess, okay, uh, some boxing, uh, great atmosphere. I mean, I, I liked it. I would also think that Fide will need a chess expert to make sure the chess part of it is handled fairly on site. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe Laurent would be willing to go there and, and monitor the chess action. Yeah, why not? So who are we rooting for? Hamilton or Trent? Ah, Trent is, uh, I mean... I, I know. But, but what is the concept? They play, I mean, what are the rules? Can you explain it to me in detail? They play like 10 moves of chess with a clock, then they box for a round, then back to chess. No, that's more or less. Concept. How do you win? I think it's, yeah. It's, Check, yeah. Checkmate or knockout? That's how it yeah, works? Yeah, it's not the number of moves, it's uh, time. So you play like three minutes boxing you play, and you play five minutes chess or something, depends on the time control. And then you, 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 you play and it's uh, uh, the first to be knockout or, or checkmated, checkmated on the board. So, yeah, that's one of the two. So you will just try to, I mean, let's say I dominate you in chess just to take a hypothetical. Like, exactly. Hey. That was the point. That, that When I was commentating, actually, I saw some, some coach who was saying, I say this guy is busted. He, he better, he, he better uh, knock out the guy at the boxing on the next round, otherwise he's going to get checkmated. And I saw the coach, the, the, the boxing coach, uh, who had no clue about chess and said to his guy, okay, go, go. I mean, like, because I was very close to the ring because they play in the middle of the ring. And uh, so I, I was listening to what the coach, I mean, I was hearing what the, the coach would say to the guy. And at some point, it was really funny that, uh, I mean, we said I was commentating with uh, Musa, and uh, yeah, we say, okay, the guy is going to lose on the next round of chess, so he better knock out the guy. And the guy went very aggressive on boxing, actually. But in boxing, I mean, if, I mean, can't you just try and run away from the guy, or how does it work? I mean, you can try, but... Uh... You might not succeed. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. Yeah. So basically, it becomes a match between... Someone trying not to get made it in chess, and then if he succeeds in that, he gets three minutes to whack the other one who's trying to run away in the ring. Yeah, it sounds. Or, but if it's equally matched, it becomes more complicated like that. I mean, the the trend thing. You think that they are both equally good at both things, or how does it work? I mean, I have no clue about boxing. I mean, I'm not. But also boxing. I mean, it is dangerous. <laughs> are they allowed to box fully, or how does yeah. it work? I mean, but there is some Wi-Fi who will stop the, the match if something goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, but one hit is enough. I mean, uh, I assume that, well, real professional boxers have some training in taking hits. I don't know how it works with... Uh, they, have, they have some, I mean, like, I saw some some picture of uh, Trent training on, on Instagram. So I guess he's training. I guess the chess, I mean, Hamilton is a bit better, but uh, not much, I guess. And the boxing, I have absolutely no clue, but I guess they are, they are training. I mean, I hope they are training. Mm-hmm. Trenti has been training for years. I'm not sure about um, Aman, but I know the chess bras they have a history of friendly wrestling. So they're all experienced. But also, how is it legally? Can two people just agree that, 
we box, we hit each other senseless, and there is no consequences? Or? <laughs> I like Peter always <laughs> asking for legal consequences. No. Peter, it's a very free world. You can, you can do a lot of stuff. You can go to your, to your boxing club uh, today. I mean, in your, in your beautiful city of uh, wherever you are, Vilnius. I am actually, I'm, much, I'm in Cholet. I'm much closer connected to boxing than you think. My sort of, uh, my, my wife's uh, father, I think he's, I don't know if he's former Lithuanian champion in a one weight class, but also apart from being a chess trainer, he's also a boxing trainer. And uh, well, I think if there was a female chess boxing thing, my wife might actually be. Uh, a, a good bet there, there. but uh, it's not really the career. Yeah, it's not the yeah. career I would sort of necessarily try to push her. Yeah, there is. So I guess you go to the club. There is a health check, and then you can go ahead. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, you can do sport in general, and boxing is a legal sport, so okay. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought maybe you have to reach a certain level first, but no, you think it's just yeah. uh, okay. All right, so who did we root for? Um, we're team, we're team Hamilton. No, I don't know, him, but <laughs> yeah. I do know Lamar. Uh, Your team, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm team. I mean, Lawrence is a nice guy. I like him, so I will be, I will be voting for him because I don't know, I, I don't know at all. I mean, I mean, he looks like a nice guy, but I don't know him, so I will vote for for Trent. I, I also, I, I'm hoping for for Trent as well. I mean, he's sort of at times an anti-hero, yeah. but at some point, you know, he should really succeed big on the, on the big stage. And this could be, I think. You think his character arc should be turning towards that big breakthrough, knocking somebody out in Las Vegas. It'll be like Rocky something, but yeah. I think Rocky's been the good guy all along. Okay. Maybe not, maybe not. Maybe some gray area there. But yeah, yeah. I, do, I do think a bit of Rocky when I see Trent. Let's move on. To another rocky topic. We were called best chess podcast by an article on the internet. So it has to be true. <laughs> I was very surprised. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. There was a podcast ranking on, I think, Chess Essentials, writing a lot of stuff about the podcast world. And then coming to the very strange conclusion that the Chicken Chess Club is his favorite. Do you guys think, honest opinion... That we're a good podcast? I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Fair enough. I'm not sure. Actually, I think the, the last segment is, key, I mean, is, uh, it's kind of weak. So, yeah. <laughs> and no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, it's very hard to judge, yeah? to, be, to be full of yourself. I mean, it's not how we're more like uh, self-hating, self no? So we're almost these kind of guys. No, I'm very full of myself. I think you guys are just dragging me down. So I was very surprised. No, I mean uh, it's it's fun to do to tie it and to do it. And uh... for me, for me, it's just a social social thing. To be honest, I mean, we used to work together as coaches of Magnus. Now he's not gonna play matches anymore. We don't really get to hang out, so we have to do it in the virtual world. And uh, why not record it? Also, that was a criticism, which I agree with more. But first of all, yeah, thanks a lot, Chess Essentials, and also our boy, who to me is a much better podcast than us, Ben Johnson from the Perpetual Chess Podcast, who's been a long-term podcaster. He also mentioned that we're his favorite. That I was very surprised by, because he really should know better. But yeah, if you want to listen to a serious chess podcast where people prepare and ask honest questions and don't hide their opinion between, behind, oh, I can't speak about this, openly and so on, then check out the Perpetual Chess Podcast. It's great. And thanks a lot, Ben, for, for the shout out. Uh, made us very happy. But this article I was talking about has one review. 
And I'm a bit more on board with that guy. He's say it's by David. He's saying I'm a bit surprised at how terrible the Chicken Chester <laughs> podcast is. Too bad because I usually enjoy Jan Gustafsson's insights and other formats. I'm with you, David. I'm with you. But here the three hosts have zero chemistry and don't even seem to like each other. Strange since they worked extensively together in a close quarters for Magnus. No, that's the exact but, reason. But that's the exact reason, no? Yeah. Like familiarity breeds contempt. I mean, that's that I didn't understand. I mean, we were cool before we had to spend time in rooms together. Okay. They are constantly either interrupting each other. No, I'm true, not. Or leaving empty air. Also true. They don't stay on topic. True. And seem not to have read their own episode outlines. That's usually true. And now the best part. The best part um, is coming. <laughs> especially Peter Arden Nielsen, who often seems to not be listening at all. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but he gets to talk uninterrupted for the last half hour, so that compensates. Nielsen in particular is tiresome and repetitive, especially his tyrants against Fide, where I usually agree with That's him, by the way. Thank you. Nice. Wow, that, that, that took a turn. Bad production values too. Background noise, lousy mics, no volume equalization. There we have to say, for the record, the mics are okay. We're just idiots either configuring them or using them properly. The mics themselves, they're okay. And just a hot mess all around. David, I, I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with your view Sorry. of the podcast. It was a funny message. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so, so Peter said that uh, he does it for social stuff. While, I mean, it's clear that Jan and myself, we are just hoping to... <laughs> we're, we're here for the money. We're, we haven't managed yet to cash in, but that is the plan. Make no mistake. I mean, there is no money so far, but uh, we, we hope to, 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 to just uh, make a ton of money. <laughs> if it's not direct, then maybe that appeals committee job uh, will we'll fall into our laps. I would this like to point out that I'm trying to be repetitively not annoying on purpose. I mean, this is a political strategy. You have to keep mentioning your points to be ensure people uh, know them and listen to them. And what do you see? I didn't know if it's a strategy, but it's certainly working. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if anyone, I think actually we should encourage people to leave reviews uh, online. It's good to get uh, new listeners or maybe to get rid of them uh, yeah, like this one, but uh, I think uh, it should be encouraged. Oh, yeah, that's something mm -hmm. podcasts say, no? We should get better about these things. Please leave a review and if you enjoy the podcast, give us five stars on Apple. It really helps our visibility. Um, thank you so much. Rate, reply, reward. What was it? RRR, great movie. You lost me. Yeah. <laughs> do stuff. Do stuff that helps us. Sorry, I undermined your genuine I forgot. life or support. Um, there were other podcasts mentioned in the article. One guy, he wasn't very happy. He said, it was very hurtful. I saw a tweet. Sometimes if people bother to understand the person behind the project, their hopes and dreams, their lifetime of struggle, and their desire to do good. I think they were critical of him trying to monetize it, right? They, they might get a bit a bit more kind and not make assume the worst conclusions. Laurent, this sounds a lot like you, <laughs> no? Um, hopes and dreams... Lifetimes of struggle and the desire to do yeah, good. No, I have no desire to do good, but uh, yeah, I have hopes and dreams for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I can understand that, that guy. Yeah, their lifetime of struggle. Wow, that's mm. and combined with the desire to do good. Like, if you're struggling and want to do bad stuff, then then I guess it's. I'm not sure if that's better. Actually. But he will come after us. No, we are just mocking him now. No, I just saw the comments when I was reading. Reading that article, and then I saw on Twitter that, yeah, not everybody was as pleased as 
as us with the with the Charlotte. No, I think we, we you guys are the same as me that we are used to to play on. We are not like I mean like super uh, you know high profile or something, but people are commenting on us on. The, Yeah, okay. Speak for yourself. Uh, people are commenting on our games, on our level, on our personality for many years. And I must say that I, I mean, it's better to hear people uh, being happy about uh, <laughs> your work and uh, saying, I mean, telling that you are great and so on. But I mean, I, I don't massively care, uh, to be uh, honest. I, I, I learned how to be in a bubble. And I know there will be some critics, there will be some people, some haters. Because I'm a hater myself, so I, mean, I understand why people are, are doing that. So yeah, you have to live with it. Um, when you take the risk to do a podcast or, or whatever, or to do live commentaries or, or something, there will be some critics, there will be some, hopefully some, uh, some people liking it, watching it. No, I'm always hurt when someone writes something mean really? on YouTube. And I don't mean this as a joke. I think it stinks a little no, exactly. every time and you never really get used to it for the for the podcast i'm pretty new because i think it's uh, it's crap myself but i'm enjoying talking to you guys so there people can say whatever i want but if i thought i did something well and then someone says please fire this idiot is uh, so annoying and boring then it does bother me. i think we generally check everything and uh, i mean i think we are a bit immune to it but not to that extent we care a lot i mean now my wife is a politician And they are being called so much worse things than chess players are. I mean, ours is really peanuts. But I think, well, we really pay attention. And, well, I cannot pretend I don't check everything on, on, on Twitter, right? But, I mean, even I remember there is some site that are ranking chess commentators. And someone was saying something mean about me. And it annoyed really? me a little bit, I have to wow. admit. And I'm still crushing. I, I saw that site. So it's You're doing some well. years ago. I was doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shout out to that site. Great site. I mean, when, when, when you are criticizing my work, uh, Peter... I mean, this is, I, I know me the, the slightest, I think it's the good news. <laughs> oh, you don't care at all, it's my impression. Well, just checks the bank account. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> right, no. Like, when you are saying I'm lazy, for instance, I mean, I think, okay, <laughs> this, guy, this guy has no clue anyway, so... No, but you feel, I mean, I think once you told us to sort of slow down on the French jokes, which uh, probably was not bright by you because we uh, did the contrary, but... Did I, did I? But, I mean, I was probably, like, kind of making a joke, no? Yeah. No, in general, Leroy is much, much tougher than, than us, no? Because he's also much happier than us. Yeah, yeah. But he does have his his pressure points, which, of course, we know about. But uh, don't don't use very often. But in general, I think he cares less. Also, he's he's a lot less famous than us, so he doesn't get that much attention. No, I mean, it really annoyed me that when we were walking in Palanga, some guy came running up to me and Gustafsson, and then he looks and says, aren't you Mr. Gustafsson? And I thought, okay, it's my country, he should know me. But no, no, this is... Uh, no, I think we are pretty sort of uh, thick-skinned, to be honest. No, my highlight, I've said this before, but I'll repeat it, was when I was having a chat with Magnus at this chess tournament in Madrid around the corner to hide from the main people playing the event. And someone tracked us down and walked up to me and said, excuse me, Jan, can I take a picture with you? And Magnus was standing right next to me. That, that beat even that experience with you, which I also enjoyed. Uh, yeah, good to flick that one in. Mm. But yeah, it had to be yeah, done. Yeah, good story, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no. Um, anyway, well, keep... Putting up yeah. uh, reviews, both positive and insulting ones, I think is our recommendation. Five stars, five stars. Five stars, exactly. That would be nice. Um, actually, me and Henrik Carlsen, we have an ongoing competition. Who has the best uh, 
uber passenger rating. And I think right now it's tied at 4.89. But 4.89? Oh boy. Right now the uber rating is the... Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> it's the only thing so I really what? care about. I want to beat him, but somehow I got stuck at... I, I would check my, my uber ranking, but it's not... It's closer to fours than to fives, that's oh. for sure. <laughs> no, it's because this guy, uh, Talib, says that the only thing I care about uh, to evaluate a person is his Uber passenger rate. Ah, oh, we, wow. We have a fight, fight there. Uh, 4.54. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it's completely <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's horrible. Yeah, but taxi driver in Paris. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a taxi driver in Paris? I mean, the people are just they're much no. worse than me. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, the guys are stressed and uh, very, uh, very aggressive. I mean, like, so sometimes you have to, to hit back okay. a little bit. So, yeah. 4.54 is good. Five stars. Five stars. But small sample size here. 5.00. Zero, zero. You have 5.00? Zero, zero? Allez le bleu. On Uber? Wow. Yeah. Okay. That I respect. Anyway. Yeah. Who would I rather be driving as an Uber driver? I think not Laurent. He will complain the most. Excuse me, can you, can you make it right there? No, 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 no. Turn left. No, no. I think Peter will probably not talk. Um, yeah. but, and Henrik will probably try to engage in friendly conversation. I'm not sure what's worse. So Laurent is last. Then Peter and Henrik, yeah, I think they could be tight depending on... On your mood. Probably you prefer on Peter, no? your personal preferences and your mood. Yeah, yeah. driving skills. But yeah. yeah, driving skills, yeah. Could, yeah, could be. Okay, guys, chicken of the week. Who we got? Laurent, surprise us. Yeah, I would say Fide. I mean, their the communicator didn't impress me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like when you have so little to say, you also uh, may just say nothing. I mean, like uh, we will create a committee. I mean, that was the basic conclusion. And cheating and allegation without proof is not without evidence is not great. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you for the information. Uh, but and we'll create a committee and, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just weak. I mean, you have to do, you have to be uh, more active. This is the biggest scandal of the year for chess. And you are just saying, okay, we'll think about it. I mean, uh, I'm not impressed by uh, by Fidel leadership. Let's. Uh, wow, you're stepping on Peter's segment here. I'm not sure if that's even allowed. No, but okay. I mean, it's just uh, it's just. I mean, I mean, at least just say nothing. I mean, that annoys me. I mean, this uh, this you know this uh, 15 uh, and Sutovsky did uh, Trent as well. He said we will publish uh, very proud. You know, we will publish uh, a statement. I mean, which, which kind of statement is that? Uh, this is just very weak. From them. So there are the chickens of the week. Peter, you should pick Gay now. Peter, there's a lot of picks on the table here. <sighs> it's very hard to pick Gary. I'm actually checking his game in round 14 of the preliminary hours to come up with some kind of, kind of argument. I remember during the yeah. game, I thought, well, Gary shouldn't agree so much to a draw in that position as he did. But when you look at it, I don't know. I mean, maybe Rook D8. No, but Queen B6, he was trying to exchange... That was the game where he was trying at all costs to exchange the Queens against Pagananda. Yeah, I thought that somehow this was a <laughs> bit much, but when looking at it now, I, I start to appear slightly biased. Uh, <laughs> also, this is like from two weeks ago, right? I mean, it's <laughs> no, not even for this week. It, it, it is legally, <laughs> but in this podcast period. Not uh, only he played poorly that game, but he played really like a chicken. Yeah, that's true. When it got a bit out of hand, he just... Oh, and also the argument is weakened by that actually he won the next game with Black against Eligaisi. So 
I mean, he basically qualified if it wasn't because Ivanchuk completely self-imploded in an unlosable position against... Uh... You, by the way, jinxed Ivanchuk on the last episode. We were praising how great he was doing and you were saying, yeah, he could self-destruct at any moment and then he self-destructed. Wasn't I right? Yeah. Or is that... Yeah, you call exactly. It, you call it jinxed. You call him jinxed. Okay. Do you believe in such? Or you do? Yeah. Jinxing? No, not really. But it, it happens often enough and then you can complain about it. But <laughs> yeah. It's also, I don't believe it, but I still respect it in a way. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's a very inconsequential. I'm really, it's like incredibly weak nominating Geary, but I also care about traditions. <laughs> that is very weak. Yeah. I, I need a verdict here. I'm not sure if it's eligible. I was going to nominate Eric Icy. Wow. I didn't do anything cowardish. He just froze in facing an overwhelming enemy. Is that chicken yeah. behavior? Or is that something else? You mean a dragon and it eats it, eats you? You want to call that chicken? No, he's standing in front of a dragon and you can be Vincent Keimer and try to fight that dragon and wow. punch it on the nose twice. Or you can you can freeze and be be eaten. And he was eaten. Is that... I'm not sure if that counts as That's a chicken. That's actually bad news for him. I mean, it's, like, I, I, it counts as a chicken. So it shows some negative side. I mean, clearly, uh, Ali Reza, you could see. I mean, Ali Reza, he did very poorly against Magnus, for instance. But he was not afraid of uh, of him. If you remember, uh, also, in, even in the training camp, uh, we had some uh, uh, training camp long time ago. He was 13, Ali Reza, so he came and he played some, some blitz games with Magnus. I mean, he didn't show any, any sign of, you know, uh, facing a dragon. He was just playing his games. And going for it and trying to win and trying to play some 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 normal games. So, uh, in general, he showed that he was not afraid. So, yeah, that's uh, I would say it's uh, it's a bit worrying actually. Okay, it's only one match, but I wasn't sure if it's chickenness or okay, he's young and the first time and so on, and he might win from the experience. But I didn't have a better candidate either, so I'll I'll go with that because I was a bit curious. What do you guys? Peter, think? you didn't say anything. Sorry, Peter, you didn't say, you are just laughing and... I somehow reluctantly took Geary, but I, it's a joke. No, but about Eric Geisy. Uh, I mean, well, you have, you, you have taken feed about Eric Geisy. Well, I think it's more like a, a deer in headlights that you get stunned and yeah. nervous rather that you... I, I'm not sure that it means that he was, uh, I mean, he was afraid. I mean, it's not like he tried to exchange everything and uh, I mean and against the peak I have seen people successfully swap it down for instance he was not trying to do that he played his system and got completely outplay I think that's uh, I mean well no he didn't play chicken chess but he yeah, fro froze in the moment and I wasn't sure as I said it was chicken yeah he, he he froze I I don't know I'm actually not uh, how real life chickens act in such situations I honestly don't really know we need some more research yeah, like yeah. on the stats mm -hmm. By the way, one thing, okay, I guess we know, usually it's your job to praise Magnus on this thing, but it's a special character trait that with the drama going on around him, I'm not sure how much he follows it, how much he knows about it, but with the whole world telling, okay, you, you must speak and whatever, like, there's been a lot of criticism for him, and he plays an amazing tournament, and he even mentioned this Zagreb 2019, where I think he also had a bit of a shit story yeah, yeah. with the... What was it, the Unibet yeah. or this Kindred, this uh, Norwegian yeah. gambling debate? Kindred and Norway. Norway. And he also completely, completely dominated that tournament, no? Like, whenever there's a shitstorm, he seems to be playing his best chess. Uh. Is that, he's like, it's like an anti-chicken trait. I don't like it. <laughs> well, I think 
if you have to be as good and as dominant as Magnus, you also have to be able to perform when things are not ideal. I mean, else you cannot win uh, three out of four tournaments, right? I mean, but I'm saying he seems to be performing better when there's yeah, a that could tournament. could could be also if you well maybe at that point you actually think okay I cannot uh, ruin my good chess because I'm upset at something uh, so I do it like well maybe you know maybe I do the same you know I cannot let Fede ruin my chess career right so I you ensure that you are upset at something to ensure that you focus no. That's what I thought. Maybe it's more like a Michael Jordan thing. Like yeah. you, even if there's no real um, drama happening, you create some in your head for motivation. Maybe he can really feed on it. While I would, I would freeze there being the chicken. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I think also. I mean, I think also he's just good at chess. And then when you get to play, you actually have a. I mean. Chess is so absorbing that you don't think of everything uh, else at all, more or less, right? Okay, but he, he refuses to play against Niemann. He doesn't show up for that game. He must have thought uh -huh. about that. Yeah. And then next game, exactly. he completely destroys Levon, sacrificing mm -hmm. a piece. He's a sicko. Yeah, no, Giri was amazed, uh, actually. I saw his interview and he said, like, he's a very... I mean, it's very special. No, I agree with Giri, I mean, actually. Uh, that's, it's it's very, very special to do that. And, uh, well, it's amazing. That's why he's uh, the best for... For more than 10 years now, I guess. Special, special, special guy. Okay, those were the chickens of the week brought to you by Los Poyos Hermanos. Yeah. No, they weren't. We, we accept chicken sponsors for, for this segment. Um, oh. Peter, we are one hour, 20 oh. minutes in, but can you can you give us a brief rundown of what's wrong with FIDE this this week? I think actually, well, we have kind of included it, right? That uh, Ken Reagan was critical of FIDE not uh, ensuring uh, the sufficient data on cheating and was sufi ensuring sufficient um, uh, expertise on it that they're just relying on him, not uh, themselves. And uh, then I have uh, tweeted that I think. One should look at the financial resources and, and time they have been using for that. So uh, I can uh, make a very small segment if you want to, just uh, to the point, but short. Are you expecting us to, to ask you to do it? <laughs> no, I, I just did it. I <laughs> would rather. Ah, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Then I believe this is it for today. We'll keep following chess drama. We'll see if we get any, any more stats see how this develops exciting times and of course we expect Laurent and his anonymous gang of detectives with Gambitman14 to, to keep informing us thank you so much for listening thank you bye see you next week bye bye <laughs>